Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. Devil's Lake continues producing some nice walleye activity, despite the hot weather. Keep working those spinners and bottom bouncers or slip bobbers with night crawlers or leeches in about 10 to 25 feet. But anglers might still want to try vertical jigging along the bridges. Look for good numbers of walleye from the west end, including the Golden Highway or Pelican Lake. But those over on East Bay are also finding some success. White bass are mixed in with the walleye and work the shorelines for pike yet using plastics or crankbaits. Work just above the weeds along the breaks for walleye in deep water on Lake Ashtabula using lindy rigs and nightcrawlers or leeches if they're available. Leeches aren't very plentiful anyway this year and the hot weather is putting an end to leech season pretty quick. Speaking of hot weather, water temperatures are warming on Lake Ashtabula as well as lakes across North Dakota. Locate deep holes in 25 to 35 feet for crappie and look for continued bluegill success yet on Ashtabula. Out west, the Missouri River tail race remains slow for walleye with better success in the spillway channel. However, the fish are small. Try jigs or lindy rigs with night crawlers. There's some walleye activity off the rocks from shore at night, but that also slowed. Up on Lake Sakakawea, Anglers should move around on the east end to locate the walleye. There seems to be a little better success around Five Fingers, Stanky, or Douglas Bays. Work 6 to 32 feet with bigger fish in shallower water at times. The depth varies with heat, wind, and time of day. The manhook arm is busy with anglers and walleye success. Try spinners or lindy rigs with night crawlers, working the flats in about 10 to 20 feet. There aren't a lot of salmon anglers out yet, but those going on the east side are finding fish running in the five-pound range. Try 80 to 50 feet with flashers and squids or herring. And finally, just remember to pay attention to any blue-green algae advisories or warnings should they be posted on a lake. It can make people sick, and it's deadly for dogs. And speaking of dogs, just like people, they can suffer from heat stroke. So pay attention to signs that they've had way too much fun in the sun. Excessive panting, because dogs don't sweat. Weakness and increased noise as the dog pants harder and harder or worse if it should collapse. Get the dog in the shade, cool him down with cool, not cold water or a damp towel, and try to get him to drink a little bit. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale. 
and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. And we are very pleased to welcome the uh, Four Curls chapter of Delta Waterfall chapter chair, Al Windmill, to the show this morning. Al, good morning and welcome to Gone Outdoors. Good morning. Thanks for having me. It's great uh, great to chat with you guys as always. It is a lot of fun. And, you know, it's it's that time of the year, Al. I, I know we're we're neck deep in the midst of all the fun of summer but you don't have to look too far out into the future to see that fall is going to be coming rolling around here in a matter of weeks, you know, and, and our minds are starting to shift to that, uh, to that mode of, of both fishing and hunting. And there's so many of us that are just loving the waterfall opportunities we have here in our part of the world. And a lot of those waterfall opportunities are because of great work that organizations such as Delta Waterfowl and others have done. Al, tell us a little bit about Delta. Tell us a little bit about the organization and the local Four Curls chapter. Absolutely. So Delta Waterfall is a conservation group nationwide uh, into Canada. Chapters all over raising money for uh, the greater good of, of waterfall hunting and conservation in general. Um, Delta is kind of unique to us here in North Dakota, being that their headquarters is in Bismarck. They also have a, a office in Manitoba, uh, right in Winnipeg. So very local to us, um, but they, they make an impact on on ducks and geese and everything else that benefits from, from wetlands and um, the type of habitat that ducks and geese really, really thrive in. So um, great organization. Um, the local chapter here, we've been going strong for over 15 years. We host, uh, a banquet every year and we, uh, raise money at that banquet to do some, some fun stuff. We have a, a youth hunt. That's our big fundraiser every year. We take somewhere between 25 and 40 kids out. Um, usually one or two kids per mentor. Um, you know, we supply blinds, decoys. We do all the scouting. If kids don't have guns or you know access to a gun, we have loaners available. Um, we do a, a pretty robust uh, safety <clears throat> safety briefing, I guess you'd call it, the night before the hunt. We uh, we do some goodie bags so the kids have shells and snacks, gloves, blind bags, some calls, that kind of thing. Um, that's our that's our big fundraiser. We also do some scholarship work. We raise money for local trap teams. Um, you know, even if, even if those kids don't hunt, it's important to have guns in their hands, uh, in a safe way. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're just big believers in youth. We know they're the future of our outdoor passions. You are so right, Al, you are so right. And the great work that Delta does doesn't just happen by itself. We didn't have this in our notes and our research, but when we were chatting off air, you shared that you have been nominated for the Delta Waterfall Volunteer of the Year. Congratulations to you, and it's it's volunteers like yourself. It's work that you give and time that you give that makes all of those great things within that organization happen. So thank you for that, and congratulations. Absolutely. Thank you. It's really cool. It's an honor. 
Yeah, that's an awful lot of work that you put into it that any volunteer in any outdoor organization puts in. And uh, that's cool that you're getting recognized for it. You know, Al, it sounds like Delta Waterfowl does a lot of work towards youth, getting youth involved in the sport. Sounds like that's one of the main focuses, which is super, super cool. Do you think that that possibly could help in hunter recruitment numbers in the future? It seems like, uh, you know, from back in the day when our grandparents and their uncles and everybody went out duck hunting, that it was duck hunting was maybe more popular than what it is now. Uh, Do you think that all of this recruitment is going to help that? So that's a bunch of really great points and a great question. I know, I know it's helping recruitment. There's kids who we've taken out on youth hunts um, anywhere from kids of hardcore grinders who are out there every weekend themselves. So their kids were going to hunt either way. You know, I've also picked kids up at 430, a uh, single mom, tears in her eyes, uh, handing their kids off, knowing that, you know, their her kid can't uh, maybe get out with her uncle or whatever normally would happen. Uh, and through our program, they get a chance to go in it. Um, it's just amazing to see what, what the program has done to get new hunters uh at, at least they had start to see if they like it or not. Um, it's not just for kids who are experts, uh, you know, who grew up with it. Um, there, I'm not going to say that every kid shoots a duck or goose, but every group uh, comes back with something. Um, and, and the experience is what it's all about. Um, I think everybody, every, everybody who's gone has gotten a chance at, at uh, shooting at a duck or goose. And there's been kids who don't even want to pull the trigger, and that's perfectly fine. They get to experience uh, an amazing sunrise, lots of wildlife, all sorts of stuff. You know, you know I, I, it's been a long time since I've been a kid. A long, long time for anybody that knows me. Um, years. But, I do, but I do remember some things about that. And one of them is, like you said, you, you might get some kids out you know, that you're, that you're taking out that have some experience at it, but then they'll get more experience and they'll get more into the sport. And I got to believe that they're going to take that back to the schools. They're going to take that back to their buddies and they're going to share that more because kids do that. They share their passion. They wear it on their sleeve. And the more that you can build that passion within them, whether they're experienced or not, the more they're going to share that to the other kids that you might not have reached to. You know, so I think you're probably making a bigger impact than what you're even giving yourself credit for. I hope that's the case. That's that's some uh, important stuff. There, there's so many other avenues that kids could go down, uh, and I, I can't think of very many kids that grew up hunting and fishing that didn't turn out all right. We are talking to Al Windmill, Four, Kill, Four Curls chapter of Delta Waterfall. Al, you mentioned earlier your fundraising banquet, and that banquet is coming up here. It's days away Let's get that information out there for our listeners to make sure that they have the opportunity to uh, to know what's going on and and possibly, hopefully, get out there, attend, and uh, show some support. Absolutely. We'd love to have, uh, have your listeners join us. It's Thursday, the 22nd. It's at the Red River Valley Fairgrounds at the Hartle Egg Building. Um, it'll be very clear when you get there. Doors open at 5. Uh, dinner catered by the Silver Dollar in West Fargo uh, at 7 o'clock. Wonderful barbecue. We've had them for the last few years, and uh, dinner is kind of a highlight of the of the night because of that. So, yeah, there's a lot of opportunities between uh, live and silent auctions, raffles, um, camaraderie, you know, catching up with old friends and uh, finding some new ones. 
It's kind of what it's about, isn't it? These banquets, they uh, they get to be a tradition. They get to be something that you look forward to seeing familiar faces and, like you said, make some new friends. But talk talk hunting, tell some hunting stories, and uh, support a great, great organization that does an awful lot for habitat and an awful lot for youth hunting. Al, one more time, let's just give the date and time, and where can folks get tickets? Great, great question. Um Probably the easiest way at this point would be uh, visiting deltawaterfall.org to get tickets. Um, you can find our event there. Otherwise, you can get a hold of me. Um, easiest way, phone, call or text 701-367-4773, and I can hook you up with tickets. Um, again, the event is Thursday the 22nd. This coming up Thursday. Uh, it's Doors open at 5. Come whenever. Dinner served at 7. Uh, shortly after dinner, we'll start giving stuff away. Al, thanks for taking a few time, few moments with us this morning. Thank you for what you do for Delta and for the sport and for the outdoors. We hope we can see you at the event and hope we can see a lot of listeners there too. Thanks, guys. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.